Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing my friend Morgan T. Nelson, who I met up in Brisbane, Australia, where I was living for the past couple of years. We met at a personal development conference that absolutely rocked our world and has we've been friends ever since. So every time Morgan and I jump on a call, we always talk for hours. So we've actually already been on the call for an hour before this interview. And Morgan is a 28-year-old Gold Coast local who went from being emotionally and financially broke at the age of 21 to financially free at 23. He has gone on to build a six-figure online business in network marketing, leading a team of thousands of other people in 18 countries across the globe. He has spoken on stages of crowds of up to 5,000 people in four different countries, plus had offers for many more. He has shared the stage with people like Darren Hardy, the founder of Success Magazine, and Joel Brown from Addicted to Success. He is the host of the Dream Out Loud podcast, which hit a high of number six for self-development and entrepreneurship in all of Australia, where he's had guests such as Les Brown, Kerwin Ray, Preston Smiles, and many more. He is the founder of the Dream Out Loud Method, a three-day transformational event where people uncover their passions and purpose in life while destroying everything holding them back from achieving it. He has a huge passion for helping young people find their true potential and helping them build a life they don't need a vacation from. Whoop, whoop. So happy to have you here today, Morgan. And if that bio doesn't describe you to a T, I don't know what else does. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad that we could line this up and I'm I'm so freaking excited to be one of the guests on your epic new podcast. So thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So just a little bit of background. Morgan was my podcast or I guess still is my podcast coach. I took his podcast course, which he still has live. So I'll link it in the description below. And he really set me up for getting the confidence to launch this podcast probably before I was ready because his course was so structured. So I can't thank you enough. You gave me some really good tips when I was first starting out about, you know, hitting number 44 in business yes. and investing in Canada when I did my launch, which was awesome. So <laughs> thank you. And I'm so happy to have you here because we're actually going to be talking a lot about podcasts today, but we're also going to be talking about some of this coaching that you have gotten into uh, since your transition not, I wouldn't say transition, that was the wrong choice of words, but since you've developed your skills in network marketing and coaching a very large team globally, you've transitioned into more of the personal development coach mentor space, which I find so amazing to watch. I've been following along since the beginning. So if you could just give us a little bit of insight into 
how you started and what your story was when you first got into network marketing because you've got a very powerful story and how that changed your life. Yeah, definitely. Like I first found it at 21 years old. And before then, like I finished school, I never was very good in school. In fact, I was told that, you know, to go and get a job working with my hands because you never get a really amount to much else. Like go and get like some sort of construction job or mechanic or something like that, they told me. And in fact, they even said, we really advise you don't do anything in journalism, writing, speaking or anything like that because it's not your strong suit. And then here I am this year, I just wrote my first book and I've got a global speaking podcast like where I speak on it and, I, and I've trained around the world. And, you know, so it doesn't matter what people have told us in the past. It means nothing to us now if we choose it to be right. And <clears throat> so I left school thinking that I wasn't very smart and I did what they all told me to do. And I went and got myself an apprenticeship as a carpenter. And in that kind of environment, I just went down the route of being around people that were drinking all the time, um, toxic, it was negative, um, fighting a lot, you know, I'd spend a lot of weekends getting arrested. Um, it was just hectic, you know, and I, I had the goal, like I got into it because I wanted to become a carpenter because I saw that as like my end goal. I saw that as my, my vehicle to create a freedom life, you know, like if I can become a carpenter and build my own business here. Maybe I can get into property and do development one day. And if I can retire by the age of 50, then I'd be stoked. You know, that's what I thought. And so in life, along our journey of like when we've got our vision and we know where we want to go in life, we are faced with situations where we don't really like sometimes. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes we just need to do the work. And regardless, like we're not going to enjoy it every single step of the way. And we've got to find joy in the process. So what I did was we had to move away for work to go work where, where there was actually more work for us. So there wasn't much left here on the Gold Coast. And so we went away. I went away from this beautiful beach town I live. It's like the Miami Beach of Australia. And I had to move away from here. And I went up north to like a little country town. It was really crap. I really didn't like it. I was getting paid next to nothing. I was thinking I was getting paid about $10 an hour. We are working about 75 to 80 hours a week. So doing about 12 to 13 hour days, six, sometimes seven days a week in 40 degree heat. So like well over hundred degrees Fahrenheit, I think it is, right? Super hot, super shit and was not enjoying it at all. And it wasn't too long before my body started to just get destroyed. And I used to look for different ways to help, I guess, escape, right? So all the people that were, were working with, they were drinking every day, they were using drugs to wake up, drugs to go to sleep, drugs to keep going and just everything. And they're in this, just this super toxic, negative, depressive environment. And there was, didn't take me too long before that's where I saw like, oh, that's what we do as well. So here I was 19 years old, using drugs every single day to wake up, go to sleep, keep going, alcohol every single day as well. And so every single day was just this concoction of these just like, everything happening right it was just it was, it was crazy and it didn't take too long before i fell into this absolute depressive state where i attempted to take my own life i thought it'd be worse to leave this world than it would be to actually stay and i just thought i was like well what the hell like this isn't what i signed up for when i finished school i can't believe i've got here yada yada, yada. i went through all the victim thing blaming everybody else until i just made the decision that day to go i have been really happy before and now I'm really unhappy. So all I need to really do is figure out how I was happy before and what's changed. And maybe if I start doing that, then I might start to get that result again. <clears throat> and the first thing I thought about was 
my environment. I've changed my environment. I'm not around. I don't enjoy being around these people. And so I changed, I quit my job. And that was the work. That was the last thing I wanted to do. I did not want to quit my job, right? Because I was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do to get the result I want. But then I realized if it sacrifices your happiness and joy, nothing is more important than that. So I quit my job, came back down here, started getting around different people. There's a few years in between there of still just figuring things out, you know, doing some things for this, for this, to this day, I'm still not allowed into your country, actually, like Canada won't let me in still, <laughs> right? You know, so <laughs> it's just, it's just wild. And um, so this started to happen, but then, then I, I got introduced to network marketing when I was 21 years old, because I was looking, I was looking for something else. I was like, there's got to be something else out there where I can make another income. I want to make more money. I want to get around different people. And I found this vehicle. And then that's where I found the, the second pillar. And what I, what I teach now is the four pillars to creating your dream life is the first two is the right environment. The second is the right vehicle, but needing a powerful vision inside of that vehicle as well. And that's, that's what I knew. I had, I had 21. I started seeing all these other people around me creating this awesome life, young people traveling. They weren't waiting till they were 50. They were doing it in their 20s and 30s. And I just thought this was awesome. And, you know, I, I, I got into it and I just got to work. Like I didn't care what other people were saying about it. People had their opinions, but then I realized is that all the people that would talk negatively about that also talk negatively about other things and they're mostly broke and unhappy people. And that's the commonality I see a lot of the time and especially through the entrepreneurship journey, people want to, like I described as most people living in a life of black and white, then they peek over the fence and they see that there's a whole world of color that they didn't know before. Like, holy shit. And they try to convince their friends. Oh my God, guys, look, there's a life of color over here. And these people think they're nuts because from their angle, their perspective, they can't see that. And they're like, this guy's lost the plot. You're insane. You can't live in color. It's always been black and white. You're, you're absolutely insane. Then people start to make fun of you until the day you just decide to look forward and leap over that fence and live in a world of color. And then they're like, oh shit, where'd he go? And then... Next minute, they start reading about you in the newspapers and on social media and shit. And then they go, oh my God, I knew that person once. I used to know that person. I always knew that he'd be successful going off to live in the world of color with all the colorful people, right? And, and that's the thing. So people along the journey just need to actually make the decision and look forward. And, and that's, that's what I did. So between the ages of 21 and 23, I just went like heads down enjoying my life at building this as a side hustle and used it to create financial freedom by 23. And what I thought I, I wanted to do at the time was just live in Mexico. That's, that's all I wanted. I'm like, I like tacos, margaritas and sunsets. Let's go move <laughs> to Mexico. And that's when I, that's when I, like it taught me a lot going there. But from there, we started to grow a, you know, grew into a six figure business, started traveling more around the world, speaking and training and uh, having a whole lot of fun up until last year when I decided to, instead of teaching all of this, you know, secrets to success, call it, or how to create your dream life inside of my network marketing organization, I was like, well, what if I was to take all this value and put it into a podcast and give it to everybody? I'm like, I just want to create massive global impact now. And that has kicked off some incredible, incredible things for me now. Yeah. Oh, I love that um, analogy that you just used about living in black and white or looking over the fence into a world of color because... I mean, I can totally resonate with that. You know, I was working as a financial planner and it was every single day was going in. And, and I, I just remember thinking, 
there's more for me out there than what I'm currently doing. I want to impact the lives of hundreds or thousands instead of just one-on-one with people, you know, in my job. And, and I, when I first took the decision to leave the corporate world, everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. Hmm. Right. And, and it's, it's just one of those things where you're like, no, but it's just my calling. It's just, I know that there's more like what you said about having so much impact and, and going out there and be able to touch the lives of so many people. And, and you've definitely done that. I, I've been watching from afar and your podcast is amazing. The Dream Out Loud podcast, definitely check it out. So on these four pillars to building your dream life, how do you walk three p- people through that if they're living in a world of black and white? How do you, how do you get them to start opening their mind to what's possible for them? Yeah, good question. You know, the the first thing I ask people, I just ask them just to play with me for a second. I'm like, because most people think that they can't. It's like most people think it is black and white. There's nothing else. I said, I know know it's only black and white, but let's just play for a second. Let's pretend it's not. If there was a world of color, what would that look like for you? You know, if time and money didn't exist for you, if you could have, be, and do anything you want, what what would that look like, feel like, and sound like to you? Let's just draw a picture of it. And I get people just to dream for a second. It's like, because when we're kids, Here's the thing. Most people are out there trying to teach people more and more shit. I'm a big believer that you don't need to learn anything. In fact, you need to unlearn the shit. If people was to start living a life as who they were born to be instead of the person they were taught to be, they would have every single thing they want in life. And that's what my program, you know, the, the Dream Out Loud Method is massively about, helping people kind of unlearn conditioning. Because when we were a kid, if you sit down with a four-year-old and you give him a piece of paper and some crayons, He's going to draw some incredible shit. He might draw a picture of him as Superman or driving a race car or whatever. Right? And that is the subconscious mind going all these, like a world of limit, like no limitations going, what do I want? Like just letting the imagination run wild. And then somewhere along the journey, the world starts to condition you and say, you can't have that. You shouldn't do that. You need to fit into this box. You are this person. You get labeled with identities. People have ADD. This this day and age, there's fucking labels everywhere, right? You have ADD, you have anxiety. You you can now label yourself as however you want. It's like like what if you what if people start to label themselves as just happy and free, like joyful? It's like or just as me, right? And they start to just live a life as their authentic self instead of wearing masks around certain people to show up as who they think they need to be around those people. So the first thing I get is people to actually start creating a powerful vision for themselves because most people are looking for motivation and they, they don't need it. Like motivation is fantastic, but you need it every single day. It's like it's like a coffee, right? You need it every day. Like nothing wrong with motivation. Some people are like, motivation doesn't work. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, it works. It's just not sustainable. It's like a coffee. If you have one coffee a day, if you have one coffee today, are you going to feel the energy from that in a year from now? No. But if you have just that little spurt every single morning, and you get yourself just thinking better, more clarity, and right? And, and you're thinking of your vision and you're putting positive things into you. That's fantastic. However, most people aren't missing motivation. They're promoting inspiration. And they only feel lost in life because they don't have a compelling, powerful, fulfilling vision of their future. Now, if me and you are standing in a room together and I say to you, run a straight line to that side of the room as fast as you can go. And you're going to sprint there. And then without telling you, I throw a chair down in front of you. What do you do? 
you go around it, throw it out of the way, you'll do something, right? But then you just disobeyed exactly what I told you to do. I said run in a straight line. See, when you have clarity on exactly where you're going, you don't care about the rules. You don't care about your route there. You don't care about what's in your way. We use our own problem-solving skills to figure out a way. Now, let's say we're staying in a square room again. I say run anywhere in this room you like. Go. In a straight line, go. And you're like, well, where should I go? I say, Sandra, you're, you're very pretty. You're very smart. You've got yourself here in life. You can figure it out. Go anywhere you want. And then you go, okay, I'm going to start going that way. And then without telling you, I throw a chair down in front of you. Now what do you do? You come to a halt. You'll stop completely or you'll turn and you'll go another direction. Right? And your speed and your pace was probably a lot slower. You probably start dawdling to the chair. And then you change direction, you change your mind, go another direction. Why? Because there's an obstacle in the way. But the obstacle was the exact same from the first and second time. But the second time, without a compelling vision, without clarity on where you're going in life, you let it become the problem and it took you out of the game and it got you distracted. See, people aren't missing anything in life other than a powerful, compelling vision of their future. Most people aren't taught to dream anymore. You dream when you're young, then it gets, you get a lid put on it. You get put into a box. You go to college. You go get debt. You work your way up the corporate ladder and you work there and you stay there until the day you die. You know, and, that, and that's just the way it is, you know? And so I challenge people to start breaking the mold. That's why the environment is the first thing they need to change. So once they do have this incredible vision, they need to align themselves with people externally and internally, right? Or who's going to support that, that vision? Because what we say to ourselves, it's, it's not about, we don't have to worry about what other people are going to say to us. It's not about what other people are saying. It's not about what your uncle's saying, your work colleagues are saying, your partner's saying. That's not what's going to defeat you. It's what you say about you. That's what's going to defeat you. So I teach people to really start to embody this better philosophy because if we work backwards like this, so, you know, so we create the vision. It's the main thing. People need a compelling vision. Like what, where do they want to go in five years? And sometimes people are resistant to it because they haven't hit goals in the past. But that's only because they're one foot in, one foot out. They were sitting on the fence looking at a world of black and white and in color, they never made a decision. They just sat there. And you're not going to do shit. If you sit on the fence, you'll get splinters. It's the only thing you'll get. So if we think about the end result, right? We want a lifestyle, call it the vision. We want this, this type of lifestyle. If it's driving Bugattis and Louis Vuitton, like whatever the hell it is for you, right? Could be this vision, whatever we create. Now we work back. Most people work backwards, right? And they go, okay, so what kind of result do I need to get to have this lifestyle? And they say, well, I need to make this kind of money per year. I need this. I need a charity or I need this. Or I need this husband or wife or this investments, whatever. So that's the result we need. Great. Let's go one step forward. What type of action steps do we need to take now to, that will produce that result? This is where the problem is. Most people only do those three steps. They listen to the law of attraction. They listen to the secret. They listen to this podcast up until now. I'm like, I want to create a, a, a vision. This is what I want. I see it. I know it. I'm so excited. Great. This is the goals I need to set now. This is the results I need to get in order to have this. Okay, what do I need to do now in order to get it? I'm going to take massive action. I'm going to work my face off. I'm going to hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm just not going to sleep. Two hours of sleep, man. Fuck yeah. And then what happens is a year later, they hate themselves and they're burnt out. And they're like, this isn't working. Because they didn't go back one more step. The one step before this 
is the philosophy that drives the action steps. Now, if the philosophy, the beliefs, the values, the attitude, all these things internally isn't driving the behavior, then what's going to happen is we'll, con we'll consciously take action because we know it's the right thing to do. But if we don't believe these four things, if we don't believe that our goal is achievable, maintainable, and that we're good enough for it and we're worthy of having it all, then we'll do everything in our power to self-sabotage and we just won't take the right steps there. So it really doesn't matter about how much work you're taking towards it if the philosophy isn't in alignment and isn't right. Hmm. And this is who we've been, uh, who we're born to be. We're all born fucking miracles. One in 400 trillion chances of being born on this planet right now. We're not here by accident. If we really look into like, you know, the quantum physics, the cosmos, the multiverse, like how much possibilities there is in the world of you being here. Fuck, we're not here by accident. You know, we're here literally, we're all here to create our dream life, whatever that is for us, to bring these talents, to bring these purposes, these skills, this business, this book, this charity, we're here to bring it to life. Some people do it, some people don't. And then the people who don't get to carry it all the way to the graveyard. And then all those dreams, those those goals, those skills, those books, they die with them forever. The most expensive place in this world is not Monaco, Dubai, New York City. It's the graveyard because that's where all the businesses, all the dreams, all the goals, all the books that could have been written, the, these things that could have been created go to die, right? So getting people to sort of really start moving towards what they want, first thing they really need is a powerful, compelling vision, be around the right people and start working on the, the philosophy that drives them. So all their internal beliefs, their values, and, and just their attitudes, the big thing, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that, I just feel like I watched you on stage there. I could feel the energy through the computer and over across the ocean from each other, but that was so powerful. And, and you know, I remember you telling the story about the chair in the, in the room to me years ago. And it was one that really stuck out because it's so true. It's like, how are we ever going to get to where we want to be if we don't even know where we're going? And we are so conditioned to go to a job, do the thing, clock out, line somebody else's pocket and go home and look around us. And, you know, social media has made this even more of a thing, but we look around us at all these people living their dream life and we say to ourselves, that'll never be us, or we could never do that, or I don't know how they got there, but I wish, you know, I wish is one of the worst terms in the human language, I think, because it's just like, everybody can accomplish it. You just have to tell yourself that, yeah, you deserve it, and you are capable of it. And so many people have this negative self-talk about not being good enough to do something, because they lack that self-belief. Yeah. You know, it, it happens when we're young. That's that's the crazy thing. That's why everybody needs a coach. Right? Yeah. Like, it, like I was talking to somebody a little while ago uh, who was a coach and we had a conversation about it and it's like, people go to the gym, right? If their goal is to get sexy and healthy, you get a personal trainer. You know, if somebody wants to learn about increase their finances, they come speak to you. They get someone who's an expert at it and say, hey, coach me in this. Let's help me do it. If somebody wants to become great in sex, 
you're going to hire a tantra practitioner or a sex coach or, or whatever. Right? It's like whatever you want to learn. If you want to become the best basketball player in the world, you want to study something like Michael Jordan. Did Michael Jordan have a coach? You bet your freaking ass he did. Tiger Woods, does he have a coach? Yes. The best people in the world at what they do have a coach. So how come you don't have one yet for your freaking life? It's kind mm-hmm. of the most important thing you'll ever do, right? <laughs> so everyone needs someone in their corner helping them. And this is the thing. It's people pick up these programs along the li- along their life, most of the time unconsciously. They make a little decision, you know, between usually, usually between the ages of zero and seven. Something happens where they, it's something as small as they come home from school one day and they go to show their mum their drawing that they created because they created their dream and they just picked the bad time. Their mum's in the middle of preparing dinner and they needed a hand and the daughter comes up and goes, hey mum, look at my drawing. She goes, one minute, sweetie. I just need a hand with dinner first. And then the little girl goes, oh, my dreams aren't good enough. I'm not good enough. Or I'm not with, and they, that small second creates a decision unconsciously in the unconscious mind for this little kid who's not even up to the age of seven. You don't even have a conscious awareness of what's actually happening. You're being ran by like just uh, primal instincts, like unconsciously. And we pick up this thing and it just stays with us forever then until uh, become aware of and gotten rid of. But that's the biggest thing. Most people have this floating around somewhere, something happened somewhere along their life. They picked up this story. They made a meaning because when we were kids, uh, especially when we were kids, we're, we're meaning-making machines. That's actually all we do. Like zero to seven, we're going around trying to find meaning in everything. What is this? It's a chair. Why is it a chair? What's the chair do? What's that mean? What does this mean? What does this do? You know, how can we use this into our life? And most of the time, we pick up negative ones. And especially if we grew up in a household uh, of abuse or toxicity or anything like that it's not helping as well right so all these things kind of start to get collected um along the way this is why this is why i'm just such a huge uh advocate and i'm so passionate about personal development and helping people because you know if if you were to if we were to recreate you sandra into an ai form that's like a trillion dollar piece of equipment like if we could re if we could recreate you is worth so much money, right? Because you could just do so many things. And and then if people could, could buy you, right? And if somebody was to buy this AI version of you, do you think it would come with a manual? Do you think it would come with like a book and here's how to run Sandra? X, Y, B, do this, right? Give her chocolate, okay? Uh, <laughs> give, buy her nice things, okay? Right? <laughs> like all these kinds of things, right? I'm sure that would be like the top two things. Get her chocolate, buy her red bottoms. Morgan and, knows me well. <laughs> and, and she's going to be really happy and she's, <laughs> she'll be fine, right? So, but it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? We buy a totally. new iPhone, we get a yeah. manual. We do updates on our iPhone, all these yeah. kinds of things. But when was the last time we did an update on ourselves? When was the last time we really tried to discover this manual to ourselves? Like when we're born, we aren't born with this shit. We just get we just get birthed and we're like, good luck, try not to die. <laughs> right? Like that that's yeah. it, right? So yep. that's that's what this stuff's all about. It's like really figuring out and cracking the code on human performance, human psychology, um, and and how to really have be and do every single thing you want. And it's, it's about really cracking the code and, and and having this manual. And the closest thing I've found to the manual, I guess, is maybe my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you hit that nail on the head when it comes to coaching. And I heard uh, 
a, a way of describing coaching a little while ago that really resonated with me. And I really hope I don't butcher it right now, but basically it said that a coach will help you see things about yourself that you didn't know existed, but they're there. They're already there. It's just showing you the way of becoming the person that you already are Mm -hmm. and not holding yourself back by putting these unnecessary limitations on what you're actually capable of. And one of the things that I personally, I mean, you and I are both coaches, so we know this and it going through coaching, once you start, you don't stop because you realize how much more there is to learn and how much more there is to explore because what a coach does really is it gets you where you want to be faster. That's the way I like to look at it is, you know, you've, you're capable, you're fully capable. And for example, when I was launching my podcast, right, I could sit and I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I could sit and go down a rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos and, you know, reading blogs and doing all this research and blah, 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 blah about how to do a podcast, but jumping on a call or a course or something and learning from somebody who's physically done it. And they say, right, this is how you launch a podcast. This is what you need to know. And it's like, okay, that just summarized it and saved me two months worth of research. Or if you're working with a person, you know, or if you're working with a personal development coach, it opens your eyes to the world of color. And makes you realize that you've been wearing these sun blockers that have been preventing you from seeing this world of color because of what we have told ourselves around these stories and around these meanings that we've given our life about events that have happened to us in the past. You know, David T.S. Wood talks about uh, event plus story. What was it? What's the... Equals a problem. Equals a problem, right? So events happen. We've got our story that makes it mean something to us, and then we make it into a problem. But without the story, there is no problem. It's just the event. How do people have a bad year? How do you have an entire bad year <laughs> or an entirely bad day or an entirely bad month? I love it when he used to say that. And you, Morgan and I have been to see the same personal development coach many times, and he, he's just an absolute game changer, David T.S. Wood. But you know, it's so true because we we paint these stories around our life about 2020 was a bad year. I'm so glad we flipped the calendar into 2021. Well, 2021 is not going to be any different unless you change your mindset, unless you change your attitude about what you're going to do different. And as we approach an upcoming year, there's a lot of people that are sitting in that, that are waiting for 2022 to happen because they didn't get to where they wanted to be in 2021. Yeah. But nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. It's a, right? pe- people use it to... Uh, it's just an, it's just an excuse. I saw this meme. I saw yeah. this meme the other day on uh, on Instagram. It's like 2019 broke me, 2020 made me, 2021 I'm coming back, 2022 this is my year. It's like you need four fucking years for that shit. You need four <laughs> years. What what is that putting out there to the world that it's okay to take four years of your life off to figure shit out? Hire someone who can help you do that shit in six weeks. Six <laughs> weeks is what you need. So true. Right? So true. It's like, yeah. my dear God. And then norm- normalizing that that's okay. It's like, mate, like you might not even live for another four years. Let's just be real here. 34% of people out of, you know, obviously 100, 34% of people don't even make it to age 65. 
You yeah. know, 95% of people are dead or dead broke by the age of 65. You know, 5% of people have only got that fighting chance. Why is that? Because they find people, right? They find people who have what they want. They ask them how they did it. They pay them so they can fast track their success. And that, that's, that's how, and I know you, we were having this conversation before this even recorded and you told me how much money you've invested into your business this year, right? And that, that's why you're sore. And that's why you make an epic thing. So it's like, make money, reinvest. It's like, of course, you, you pay people who've done the things that you want to do so you can get there faster, learning from their thing. And I love what you said before. It's like, like coaches are helping people see things that potentially they might not have seen yet because this is what happens. And like they're there, they're not there to fix you. They're there to really sort of yeah help identify things. Be like, are you aware that this is why you've been doing this? And like, oh my god, now I am, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is that they, <laughs> they did this test, they did this experiment on monkeys a long time ago, and they put six monkeys into a cage. They put a ladder in the cage, and at the top of the ladder, they put a bunch of bananas, and. Every single time one monkey would climb up the ladders, the other monkeys would get scolded with water. Okay, and so then, so then they would, uh, so the monkey would come back down. The next time a monkey would try to go back the ladder, the monkeys get scolded again. Okay, so what started to happen was the monkeys in the group started to figure out that hey, every time a monkey goes up the ladder, we get punished. So we're gonna beat the shit out of that monkey to stop any monkey from ever going up the ladder, and that's what happened. So eventually, you've got six monkeys sitting in a cage, bananas there, not one monkey's brave enough to go up the ladder because every time it goes up, it gets the shit beaten out of him by the gang, okay? <laughs> then they take one monkey out and they replace it with a brand new one. So the monkey comes in, they go, oh my God, bananas, look. Goes up the ladder, gets the shit beaten out of it. Goes, what on earth was this about? He goes, okay. And he complies, he stays in the group, switch out another monkey, the other monkey comes in, goes up the ladder. The rest of them beat the shit out of the monkey, including the monkey that just got beaten up and doesn't even know why they're beating up the other monkey, but they're just joining in and doing it. This continues until every single monkey has been replaced and not one monkey is brave enough to go up the ladder, yet not one monkey had been scolded with water. Now, if you ask, if you could ask the monkeys and you say, how come you're not going after the bananas? It would just say, well, that's just the way things have always been done around here. We don't go after that. And our success in life comes massively down to the postcode that we grew up in. Because if you grow up in a postcode where people don't amount to much, you can guess what? Oh, you know, you've got the family curse. I'm sure people have heard that one. You've got the family curse, you've got the family genes. You know, our family doesn't do that. We don't do that. It doesn't happen around here. But what if a coach was to come in and be like, I know you're telling me that you can't, but let's just play with it for a second. If you wanted to, could you? And they'd be like, yeah, okay, how would you do that? I'd just climb up the fucking ladder. Great. Do you want to try to do that now? Yeah. And then they climb up the ladder and they eat the bananas and like, great, how does that feel? It feels good. Great. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Oh my God. Right? And it's just helping people actually start to break the mold of what they thought was possible and impossible before because society is all about putting us in boxes and in cages. That's how we conform. We need it to go along. We need it to move along. We need people to start there to post our, our stuff. We need people to fly us to different countries. We need people to make us coffee. Whatever it is, right? Society puts it into boxes. But for all the people that are listening to this podcast, you guys are the ones on the cusp of wanting to break out. So this is for you, right? It's about helping to identify what's happening inside. And when I talk about these four pillars, right? Four pillars of creating the right you or your dream life. So you need the right environment. That's what I'm talking about with the monkeys. 
right? So the environment can keep you trapped or it can keep you, you know, free and getting all the things you want. Your vehicle, third one is the right timing. Okay, so people wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. It's like, well, when's the right time? You talk about a vision, right? For so long, I got confused between a vision and your why. People are always like, you need a why that makes you cry? And I was like, I don't have a why that makes me cry. All I want to do is live in Mexico. That's all I want to do. So it doesn't make me cry. It makes me excited. But what I realized was that was my vision. And what my why really stood for was what hurts you. What hurts you? That's your why. Initiating some pain because people need pain to move. We do anything to avoid pain and gain pleasure in life. That's what we do. That's the two things that drive behavior. Avoiding pain, gaining pleasure. However, once we're further enough from the pain, we don't do anything to gain the pleasure because the pleasure is good enough because we're, we're not close to the pain. So people stay living the seven hour 10 lifestyle because they don't have the motivation to go to a 10. But if they drop back to a five or six, that's painful enough for them to push back to a seven. And they just stay in that no man's land of being like, well, it doesn't suck, but it's not fantastic. But hey, you know, what if I, then they have this fear. Well, what if I go, what if I try hit a 10 and I only hit an eight? Oh my God, better, it was better than a seven. You know, people get stuck in all these kinds of things, right? When they're trying to navigate it on their own. So increasing the level of pain in your life right now is very important to sort of take action now. And I'm not saying to do anything physically painful, but I'm saying, look around right now. It's like, why are you on this journey? Like what hurts you right now? Financially, emotionally, relationship-wise in your life, where's the pain right now that's making you go, I must change now. I must do this now. Because most people always have this dream. They're like, I want to do this one day. The, the, you know, the road to one day leads to a town of nowhere, right? One day leads to nowhere. And that's just what's going to happen. Five, 10 years, 20 years will go down the line. They're like, well, one day I was going to do it when the kids left home. You know, when I, when I finished my, my degree, when I did this, when I got this right, da, 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 da. and then they end up nowhere. And that's just a, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a horror, it's a, I, I couldn't think of it. I, I couldn't imagine it, you know? So the third one is that, the right time. Take action now. Make this happen now. And the fourth one is becoming the right you. The right you comes down to the right beliefs, the values and the attitude and having the right beliefs and the values that actually, so our values are what drives all behavior. You know, whatever is most important to us, whether we are aware of it or not. And what happens is people are moving towards what they want or they're moving away from what they don't want subconsciously without even knowing it. However, what I've identified is if people believe the thing they want the most will actually equal them ultimate pain, then they won't do it. And they wonder why they go in the circle, why they're self-sabotaging. Because subconsciously, what you believe is what you ultimately want will give you what you don't want. So you'll go do nothing about it. You'll stay here. Welcome to the inside of the human body, <laughs> the human mind, right? <laughs> and, and then the, the third part, having the right attitude. If people only take one thing from this, Take this away because once you have this, you'll figure out everything. It's there's three three kinds of people in the world. First person sits there and they complain about the wind. They look at other people's boats and they're like, "Oh, look at that person. They only got to the island because the wind was blowing in the right direction for them." Poor me. If only it blew in my direction, then I would get there too. And they blame. They complain. They justify. And the second person, they just hope. They sit there and say, well, I, I just hope, I'm, I'm just going to sit here, I'm going to do nothing about it, but I'm just going to hope that the wind changes for me one day. Yeah, one day, the wind might change. Yeah, and they put all their crystals in alignment, 
And they wait for the full moon. And they meditate and they meditate and they meditate and they visualize and visualize. And they take no action. They just hope that things will change for them. And then the third person, the third person, they just get up and they change their fucking sale. Because they're like, I'm not going in the direction that I like and I'm taking responsibility. I'm going to change it. I want to go that way. I'm going to put my mask in the direction that it needs to be in. Even though yesterday it was going a different direction, now it's changed, I'm going this way. And standing up and actually taking 100% responsibility for where you are in life now and where you want to go. Having the attitude of that will get you to anywhere you need to go. Yeah, yeah. And I love what you said there about pleasure versus pain because people would actually rather stay in a place of pain and unhappiness and dissatisfaction than they would taking on a risk to seek out that pleasure. You see so many people that stay in miserable relationships that stay in, uh, you know, jobs that they hate because they can't visualize what the pleasure is would be one day, you know, and, and how good it would be. And, Oh, I just love all of those points. I feel like I don't even know which one I want to break down, but you have brought so many, so many good points to this that if you were talking to somebody who was sitting on the fence and that was getting their splinters in their butt and they're like feeling all jacked up after listening to this about how, you know, they need to take action. They just got to be doer. And then they go, rah, 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 I'm going to go take action. But then they don't. And then they sit there and then they find themselves in the same place 12 months from now, because there's going to be people that are listening to this. And when they listen to this, they look back and they go, yeah, that was me 12 months ago. And I actually haven't made any change in my life in the current year. What's your advice to them? And how, how would you coach somebody that's been wishing, hoping? Yeah. Well, you said that the, f- the first thing is what they need. They, they do need to invest in themselves. They need a coach, they need a program, they need a mastermind, something like that, because you will level up by the environment you're in. Like, you know, people make on average the same, you know, the five people you hang around, you're going to make on average about the same amount of money as them, right? The same sort of results. So you need to change your environment massively. But the second thing, this is the biggest thing. There was a guy, his name was Colonel Cortez. And he led a sh- uh, an army from, I believe it was Cuba, to the coast of Mexico centuries and centuries and centuries ago. And their role was to take over Mexico, fight the Aztecs. And he gets there. They only had a few ships. He, he was completely, completely outnumbered by the Aztec army, massively outnumbered. And he knew that and his team knew that. He gets there and he the first thing he orders his entire army to do was to burn all their boats. He says, burn every single one of our boats. And, he's, and his army like, why? He's like, don't ask why, burn it. So his entire army is sitting there on the shore watching every single one of their ships burn into the water. Completely done. And he says to them that we're ridiculously outnumbered. But there is no turning back. We have two options here. We will either win or we will fucking die. That's it. We've burnt the bridges. We've burnt the boats. There is no way of returning. So when you incre- when you increase that level of necessity when the decision has been made so if he left his boats there they could have gone and had a go lost half their men and go guys this this is hard this is a bad decision let's retreat let's go back yeah one foot in one foot out right? yep 
They yeah. burn all their boats. No point of return. Where he's like, we're gonna find a way, or we're gonna we're gonna make a way, right? It's like this this is it. We're gonna win, or we're gonna die. And that is literally the attitude of what it takes. So the people that are still on the fence looking, it's like the decision has to be made. Burn your bridges, burn your boats, burn the point of return. So there's no way you can get back to last year mm-hmm. and get around the right people and have someone who's actually going to support you and make, help you take those leaps and bounds forward what you need. You know, part of, part of making the right, uh, being the right timing is seeing what you want, believing in it, then making the decision. Mm-hmm. So, in the word decide, it has another word in it, side. And in Latin, that means death, it means to kill. So, when we decide on our goals, when we decide on our vision, we are killing all other options other than what we want to create to happen. We are burning our bridges, we're burning our boats. It's such a simple thing, but most people don't do it. Right? It's such a simple thing. And the people that are listening to this right now, there's going to be some of you that be like, oh, I've heard this before. And there's going to be some of you that be like, bam, I haven't made a decision and I'm doing it now. And you guys who make the decision, I guess, be the ones who are massively ahead 12 months from now. And the people that are sitting here going, well, I've already heard this before. Let me share something with you. I was in Maui speaking on stage with Darren Hardy, the, the founder of Success Magazine. He's like the goat of personal development, right? I was at this event, super young, I was 23, years old, 23 or 24 years old, training the top 400 of our companies, highest achievers, right? And I was like, "This is how did I get here, right? And Darren stops, uh, he does his keynote, it was pretty badass. And then we had dinner that later that, that night together. He comes up and he says, hi, my name's Darren. I said, yeah, I know, um, read your book, you know? And he goes, how did you enjoy today? Did you like it? I said, yeah, you know, it was, it was pretty good, but um, you know, I kind of already knew some of those things. And he goes, you knew them? I said, yeah, you know, like, you know, kind of heard them before. He said, let me ask you a question. Are you doing it? And does your bank account show it? And I was like, hmm, you, you know a thing or two, right? Don't you? <laughs> Don't you old does? And that just smacked me right in the middle of the face. So many, like there's, there's information that happens all the time. Like there's information coming at us and it's very easy for us. You said before, there was some of the worst words in the English dictionary. I think there's another set. I know that. Because when we say, I know that, we block learning anything anything other than what can actually come through just by saying i know that but if we if we stay open to learning anything even if we think we know it right you could always learn something else because there's 11 million bits of information that hits our subconscious mind every one second and our mind can only take in approximately 154 bits of that information a second so what are the chances of you listening to the same thing over and over and over and hearing the exact same thing over and over and over Next to nothing. How many times have we been to David Wood's events, right? I've, I've done at least mm. probably 20 of his exact same event. Still to this day, I go to it and I go, this is new content. Mm-hmm. I've never heard you say this before. Never heard you say that before, right? Because 11 million bits of information per second. And we're, we're only taking in about 154. That's a lot of bits that we're missing out consciously, right? And unconsciously. So we can always learn things and there's different levels of learning. We can, we can know things understand things and then embody things so if you're hearing this and you're like well i already know that fantastic that's the first level of knowing first level of learning you can know it you can be like oh yeah i've heard of that before right yeah like you might hear sandra say something about investing it's like invest in an index fund oh yeah i know to invest in index funds i know that i know i know what they are cool second level is do you understand it 
could you come on a podcast and educate people around index funds and why they're important and how much they return and how much they grow and how much if you started to invest, if you had $25,000 in there by the age of 25, how much would that be worth by 65? Do you understand that? And the third one is, is embodying it, actually doing it and having the results to show. So until you're there, keep learning, keep doing and make the freaking decision to go all out. And then the final part of that is just take all that massive action. Most people make the decision, they take no action. Yeah. All right? It's four levels of action. The first one. Hey, that, that was me. That was right. me. It, it, it's it's so all... many times in my life. So many times in my life. Like, and, and, you know, when I started this business and what you were talking about, you know, about a coach and getting us there faster and con- consistently learning. Like I launched my business this year in July. It's now November at the time of this recording. And I had this really big fear about actually doing it. I spent hours and hours on my website. I was fixing every little thing, whatever. And then I did it and I was so happy with doing it that I was like, oh, my website's done. And I kind of went like, now what? And here we are, you know, a couple months later. And I realized that there's like 15 different things that I need to improve on my website. But you could always improve on 15 different things. And if you never take the first step, you'll never know what the next step is. So stop trying to figure out what the hundredth step is before you've taken the first one, two, and three steps. Because that's what people hold so many people back is that they feel like they don't know enough information to do something perfectly. So they're afraid to fail and they're afraid to learn. And I even don't like the word fail because I feel like when you're at, whenever you're trying something new, you're either growing or you're learning. And same thing goes with job applications. You know, you can go into a job interview and go, oh, damn, I didn't get the job and blah, blah, blah. And maybe it was a five interview process. But in that interview, you learned what kind of questions they ask, what the body language of the people was telling you, you know, how to prepare for the next interview, what you did and don't like about the people that were interviewing you and about the company. So then you go into the next interview and you've just got a little bit more information in your tool belt. Right. And then you, you go into the next interview and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, you've, you, you're prepared for certain questions and how the interview is going to turn. And then the next stage and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, is that people are so afraid to start because they don't understand that learning and growing is a process and you don't have to be perfect to take the first step. You don't have to know all the information to take the first step. And I just love what you talked about there because, you know, knowing versus understanding versus embodying is so powerful. And then just having the confidence to really back yourself into the decision, knowing that it may or may not be the only decision you ever take in that area. And that, you know, I buy and sell investments all the time. I buy something and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a winner. This is going to be great. And then all of a sudden it's not. And guess what? I sell it and I move on. You're not married to the decision. You know, I'm not married to the decision of my website and my copywriting and my email list and this and that. And people get addicted to this permanency. Chris Harder has a really good podcast on permanency and, and how we are afraid to make change because we've made a decision and it's like this decision has to be set in stone. It's like, who cares? Just switch courses, build a new sail, catch that wind in a different direction. 
This has been such an amazing interview. I feel like we should have a follow-up part two because I could just go on and on and on. But if you guys resonated with this, if you guys like the, the way that Morgan communicates, Morgan is one of my favorite people to get on a call. And, you know, full transparency, we were talking for a full hour before we even hit record because we always have so much to catch up on. And I encourage you to check out his podcast, the Dream Out Loud podcast. It blew my mind. He has been such an amazing podcast coach. As I mentioned, he helped me get my podcast going. So I'll link it in the description. Also check out his Dream Out Loud method, the three-day transformational coaching that he does. Because we have learned from some incredible leaders. Morgan has done some incredible training. He's invested heavily into his own personal growth. And he's so passionate about helping young people from around the world to really achieve their potential and remove their limiting beliefs in what's possible for their life. So if you're ready to live a life of color, if you're ready to get off that fence and pull the splinters out of your jeans, check him out. You can find him on Instagram as well, uh, Morgan at Morgan T. Nelson. You can find him on Facebook. He's got an amazing Facebook community. So if you want to reach out to other people in his programs and check it out, you can find him on Facebook, Morgan Nelson. And before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to add to our listeners just in closing? Because I know you've just got so many mic drop moments. Yeah. Um, oh my God. A mic drop? <laughs> what I, I put say, you on the spot. Um, just for anyone, before I do give a mic drop, anybody wanting to, um, you mentioned the podcasting. So yes, yeah, so that's one of the things I do. Um, so anybody out there wanting to sort of build their own podcast and build more credibility and authority, just because I don't have a link with that because I, I don't bring on everybody for my course. I bring on particular people who are actually rocking and really ready to do something that, that you've done. So if they DM me on Instagram, Sandra, with the word podcast, Sandra, and just let us know you came from here, you'll actually get 10% off the course and coaching with me if you come straight through Sandra. So I haven't done that for anybody. I really like you. I Thank love you, you so much. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that uh, down in the description as well. For people yeah, so listening. if they see us up on Instagram, let us know they come from here. They can have 10% off, which would be dope. Um, but apart from that, you know, like mic drop moments sort of leave, leave this thing. Um, like you, you've, you've got to get, you got to get really clear on exactly what sets your soul on fire and start taking action for you. Attach your vision, attach your life to a mission and a purpose. Don't, don't attach it to a company. Don't attach it to a one thing, a relationship. Touch it to a mission, a purpose, and start taking action towards that. And if it doesn't align with your mission, if it doesn't align in your vision, then don't do it. It's as simple as that. Most people are so conflicted on decisions to make day in, day out. But if they got really clear on exactly where they're going, they'd make fast decisions knowing, does this align in my vision or does it not? And if it is, keep it in. If it's not, boot it out and keep going. This is your life. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to wake you up, motivate you every day. You got to get up. You got to take action. Do it yourself. So... And if either of us can be there to support you, then then epic. But I just wish you all the best. Thank you so, so much. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. 
For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajo.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.